Welcome back to Dark Nexus. It's Act 2, Chapter 50, Part 3. Okay, here we go. We had an opportunity there to distract ourselves from dealing with what has just happened. But it's time to start processing or trying to figure out how to process. Whew. We shift back now to the surviving members of our main party. The folks who have no idea what's happening or about to happen over on the Cell and Starling. We're in the middle of Market Street. Lalawin's house on one side, the new chapel on the other. Lightning lancing across the sky. A dim blue light rapidly approaching from the northwest, from the center of town. We all see Reese materialize. This young woman, Ray's age, like perhaps exactly Ray's age. She just whispered something in Ray's ear that you as players know, and I, 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 I think all of your characters heard it as well. You're, everyone's real close right now. Grip's just 10 feet south of Reese. Roni's only 10 feet further south of Grip. Maybe he just barely caught it. Dora's uh, only 15 feet northeast of Reese. She definitely heard her say, Ami sends her love. Reese has her hand wrapped around this knife that's stuck high and deep in Ray's side, this, this bone-handled dagger. She pulls it out, and Ray's life's blood follows in truly disturbing gouts. Ray had been in the process of moving towards the bridge to the northwest to interpose himself between you and what he believed to be the ghost of Count Lowell's mother. And the way this all went down, I think that at this specific moment, Dora is the only one that can actually see Ray's face. And she sees that terrible sorrow that Paul expressed as Ray's final living thoughts. She, she sees that, that oh no, oh no, reflected in his eyes as the light in those eyes fades and dies. On Reese's face, which I think you can all see, you see, you see a weird combination of stuff going on. There's the obvious, you know, combat high and excitement of succeeding at a difficult task in the heat of battle. But as this bone-handled dagger tumbles out of Reese's grasp, you also see a flash of shock, surprise. She didn't seem to actually expect that this would be the end of it. Some expectation she had of Ray's uh, power, strength, capabilities, some set of expectations that she had had were obviously thwarted. And as her eyes dart lightning fast between the rest of you, you can tell that she's realizing she has no fucking clue what's actually going on with the, you three. Like she thought she knew you and knew you very well and now realizes she doesn't. And maybe wrapped up in that little in that surprise is a little bit of fear of the unknown. There's also a final emotion that you catch on her face, and I, I don't say this to attempt to elicit any sympathy for her, but story-wise, it is there. You you see a shadow of what you would interpret as genuine sadness pass over her. Ray meant something to her. She kept it perfectly hidden in the stain the other day from all of you, all, all three of you botched those sense motive checks she was pretending the whole time to not know who you were but she did she obviously had some depth of feeling for Ray the nature of which we, we don't specifically know yet but as this bone handled dagger falls out from between her fingers and lands on the muddy street you know, we're still in initiative order here but before we pick back up Dare I ask, what's going on with the three of you? Pick back up. Pick back up? Yeah, pick back up. We're right near the top of round four in this fight. Reese has already taken her turn. Like I said, she's 10 feet away from Grip, 20 feet away from Roni, 15 feet away from Dora. She just dropped 
this dagger in surprise, you can all see in her left hand, she's holding a silvery wand. The first person to act after this happens is Dora. Grip. Tear her apart. And then Dora's going to try to mage hand the dagger away. And that was combat advice. Great. It's an unattended, unmagical object. Great. Five pounds or less. So it's magical. It won't work. It is unattended and it is non-magical. All right. So that dagger goes flying. Where does it go flying to? To me. To you. 15 feet. Dora extends a hand. Have you cast this spell before? What are the emotion and thought components for this one? I don't know if I have cast this before. The emotion is sneakiness, Hmm. which she manages to summon sort of subconsciously in the middle of watching um, her friend die. Yeah. The image is of a desiccated hand that sits on a marble plinth, like on display, um, which doesn't know where that came from, but um, yeah, she yeah. has a guess Yep, that it's from Iris Hill. Yes. Uh, and that is that is what she thinks of. And Grip has plus two, in case we didn't get that that was combat advice. So combat advice to Grip and removing that dagger from Reese's reach. Next up is Roni. Roni, you're 20 feet to the south. Grip is between you Sorry, and- I'm going to take a five-foot step. Right. So back towards Lowen's, Lowen's door there. Roni, you're up. You are 20 feet away from Reese. Rip Grip is right in between you. You can see that the dagger is gone and Dora is backing away. Roni narrows his eyes and takes a move action to make her his uh, studied target. Yep. As a free action, he loads his gun, which was unloaded. He takes a five-foot step to the side. And he aims at her and fires. Stepping between the corpses of the other Hester cultists on the ground there. That's a 20 versus touch 8C. And that's a hit. I will need her to make a fortitude save. Ooh, what's happening to her? A flare cartridge goes off. (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, Natural one. That is a fail. She is blinded. What? She is blinded for one round. Holy <laughs> crap. Does she take damage or is it just the blind? She takes half damage. Huh. She'll get distracted from She her. takes two points of damage. Two Fucking of wand damage. of invisibility she's got in her hand. And he goes, kill her, Grip. Fucking kill her. Blinded. Cannot see. Minus two penalty to armor class. Loses her dex bonus to AC. Minus four penalty on most strength and dexterity-based skill checks and on opposed perception checks. All opponents are considered to have total concealment. You must make a DC 10 acrobatic skill check to move faster than half speed. If you fail this check, you fall prone. All right, okay. Next up, the first woman who lured you from across the street, who is slowly bleeding to death on the ground right behind you, Roni. She continues to do so. Then we're at grip, 10 feet away from a blinded Reese, clutching a wand in one hand, no weapon in the other. I mean, at first, hes he can't even believe what he just saw. Yeah. All he can see is his own wounds being taken on by Ray so many times. And he just sees red, so that's a five-foot step. Flurry of blows, power attack. I'm going to use a shame point on that. I rolled an 11. One second. If you want to use a shame point to take an extra attack, Ooh. you can't use it on this one. Right. Just so you know that, that uh, that's still an option for you at this point. If you I would rather have the other, uh, another attack. Okay. So, so for, first one, first miss. Let's just to make sure. What was the total? Because eleven. Own? No, it was a, it was a total of eleven. I rolled a four. Uh, that was amazingly close. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, her, her AC is she's blind. She's right. blind right now. Right. Okay. Uh, second attack of the flurry. You're upset. You're totally upset. Natural one. Oh fuck. Extra attack with the shield. 
right. Well, that's a that's a twenty-four. Yeah, so that's a hit. At least fucking that. Max damage, fifteen points of damage. All right. She does indeed take all of that. So she was. Uh, she could obviously hear you coming, your feet splashing through the mud, and was ducking and weaving a little bit at the top of that flurry, but she could not avoid that last punch as you smash that into her face, smashing teeth, breaking her nose. And that brings us... Whew, probably easiest for Roni to see at this point, based on where I'm imagining you're all sort of facing. Roni, that blue light from the center of town is is coming closer. It's not quite there yet, but... Uh, it is definitely moving in your direction. He doesn't even care. Yeah. <laughs> Top around five. Dora, Grip, and Roni hear a distant bang. It's not thunder, and though almost nobody else in Galarian would know the sound, the three of you immediately recognize the, the distant pop of gunfire. Of course, we know that this is now Bates firing at the beginning of the phenomenon that will result in Ray's emergence as a phantom. Obviously, your characters don't know that. But they do now know that the trouble that's happening in Thrushmore tonight is not just contained to this particular scene of horror right here. Reese is up. Wand in hand. She attempts a use magic device check. Good time for a natural one. It's almost even worse. She got a 19. Needed a 20. Yes! <laughs> she got a fucking 19. Good. She attempts to use this wand uh, to do something. I'm guessing you probably all imagine, you're probably all imagining what Katie was imagining. This might be another a wand of invisibility here. Yep. And uh, that fails. She is still blind. Can't did, see a thing. Did we hear what she said? Did we hear like the, is it a, is it a word activation? She's attempting to use use magic device. Oh, got it. Yeah. Yeah. So she's trying to just trick it into working. Uh, She fails. She... Can she take a five-foot step? You broke her nose, so her charisma probably went down. Yeah, there you go. There you go. (laughs) She is also not in a great spot and probably very upset. Ooh. Where the fuck's she going to go? Yeah. Yep. She can't tumble away. She can't see. She's moving at quarter speed, and she's likely going to fail it. She um, knows Grip is right next to her. She knows Grip is right. Okay, so she is sort of staring in your direction, Grip, with clearly unseeing eyes. And she says, Now, Rip Tusk, don't, don't do anything hasty. You know I was just the vessel. If you want to blame anyone, blame Tima. This was her contract. I'm simply fulfilling it. Keep my fucking name out of your mouth. Okay, she draws her rapier. Because there's just nowhere there's just nowhere where she can go in time to make any difference to her situation here. Yeah. Does that provoke an attack of opportunity? Drawing a weapon does not. What happens to her wand? Uh, she's just holding it in the other hand. Could you try an intimidation check when you say that to her? Make her shaken or... Not on, no, not it's not my turn. turn. No, it's not. I can only f- do flavor. Okay. <laughs> she's flavor shaken. As she stands there, blind, half dead, with a broken nose, she is indeed intimidated. That, <laughs> Rest assured. Yeah, that's yeah. her turn. Dora's up next. Dora, you're now 20 feet away from her and... Uh, I don't know the mechanics of what I want to do. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. One thing that everybody within 20 feet needs to do is make a... Uh, a fortitude save, otherwise they are dazzled. Oh, great. Including me? If you're within 20 feet. You are. I am too. I have such a good fortitude save, though. All right, uh, Dora, what'd you get? Got a nine. Hang on. I'm going to use an action point. Shame point. Dazzled is just like minus one. Oh, it is? Yeah. To, like, attacks and stuff. Fuck it. Okay. So you're going to take it. So you are dazzled. Uh, it's a minus one penalty on attack rolls and sight-based perception checks for what? Is it one round, Johnny? Yeah. And uh, Grip? I rolled a one for, um, uh, I think, uh, not enough, I'm guessing, uh, for a 10, a total of 10. DC 15. Okay. So you're dazzled. And Roni? Uh, I failed as well. Okay. Everybody's briefly dazzled. All right, Dora, you're up. I don't know the mechanics of how to do this. 
and I'll probably fail it, but um, Dora, this is what she'd do. Yeah. She marches straight up to Reese and tries to take the wand out of her hand. Ooh, all right. Luckily, she's still blind, so she can't take an attack of opportunity. This would be a disarm attempt. Yeah, with my incredible CMB, I know. But this is what she'd do. So it would provoke an attack of opportunity, but obviously she can't take it. Thank you for the blind. It's not even disarm. It would be... What's the other one? Steel. Yeah, that's what it is. It would be a steel maneuver, which is standard action. This maneuver can be used in melee to take any item that is... Hmm. Neither held nor hidden in a bag. It's being held. I guess it's disarm. It's just not a weapon. So, you do attempt a uh, CMB check against her CMD. So, obviously this is... <laughs> Complete flavor. But not her CMD, a, not I mean, you know, she's blind. Maneuver. Her CMD is lowered. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I rolled a 14, and I might action point it, shame point it, um, because Ray died <laughs> um, right in front of her. She doesn't want her getting away, so she's going to throw what she has at us. Yeah. 17. You have ripped the wand yes. out of her hand. Nice. I'm having to do some quick math here because of the blinding, but I'm pretty sure that 17's going to do it. All right, so you've got the wand in hand. So Dora marches up through the mud, comes in right behind Reese, and rips that wand right out of her hand. Roni, you are up. At this point now, she's no longer blind, is that correct? Correct. Okay. She is now no longer blind. All right. Nobody's dazzled, nobody's blind. Man, that's a crowded field right there. It is. Yeah. Uh, Both Dora and Grip are right between you. Uh, yep. Providing some cover. Yep. Uh, I will reload as a free action. And then I will move. I have moved over to the side of Grip. And I'm only five feet away from her now. And uh, again. Uh, Ten feet, yeah. Roni takes aim and fires. So minus four for firing into melee, but no cover. Correct. Great. Oh, that's a 25 minus, minus uh, 4 is a 21. That's a hit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, 10 points. 10 points Max of damage. damage. Do you want to blow your studied combat? Yeah. You can choose to do that after you hit, right? Yeah, okay. I do. It's another 2d6. I'm sorry, 1d6. Two more points, 12. Roni sneaks, uh, edges along to the side, blasts her right in the side for an exorbitant amount of damage. Woman on the ground near the new chapel bleeds out, and we are back to Grip, standing face to face with her. She can see you now. She's got a weapon in hand, but uh, her face is uh, smashed up. She's been shot in the side, and she's wandless. Can't wait to kick her wandless butt. Um, Still have power attack going. Although she has her dex bonus back now, right? She does. Maybe I won't do power attack then. Because uh, she's going to be harder to hit. This is so yep. hard because she has so much information that I want. But you yeah. also want her dead. Right? I want so her dead so bad. I, uh, I know, I know. I'll figure it out later. Because I do want to... I, like, I, no, I think do I, what you would do. Yeah, absolutely. And you, and you do have so many ways to get information, right? Like, it's yeah, absolutely. Do what you do. I think his. I think the blood is just so yeah. much yeah. in his head that yeah. even even if he knows, it's been six seconds. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. Okay. Flurry number one. Fifteen. Using any shame? Yeah, I'm not gonna shame point that one. Okay, that's a miss. She dodges out of the way. They just won't roll. Sorry. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it. Grip's swinging in a blind rage, and she is dodging out of the way. Ooh. Bring it. I walked up there. Bring it. Oh, I will bring it. I'm trying to figure. <laughs> I'm trying to figure from my scrawling here if this is the round that Dead Mommy enters the fight as well. This was round. Five. No, it's round six. <laughs> okay. You, uh, you can tell that whatever's glowing is on the other side of the bridge that you can see the base of on this map here. Do we know how long this bridge is? 
Yeah, it's about 30 feet. Great. Top of round six. She's up. She doesn't have the wand. Dora's right there. Tima's right there. As far as she knows. Yeah, we've never met. Hmm. She does not know Dora. That is correct. Hmm. She takes a five-foot step to get away from Grip onto the other side of Dora. Looks at Dora and says, He wanted this too. Uh, yeah. 26 to hit. Only four points of damage without her ability to do sneak attack. She is... Her attacks are not as devastating as they were when coming out of invisibility. So five foot step, standard action. Could have been something different there in this last round of her life, but I did not. (laughs) Dora, you're up next. She just stabbed you in the side. Dora steps back, looks around for a rock. There are plenty. Throws it at her with her mind. Dora's completely expressionless throughout all of this. 23 for four bludgeoning. Yeah, that's a hit. And she takes that. You clock her in the rock with the back. You clock her with a rock in the back of the head. Then she turns to Grip, who is next to her, and says, You can do this, Grip. I know you can. For a little combat advice. Roni's up. 20 feet away from her now. Still within uh, touch range. Sure is. Uh, as a move action, I reload uh, a regular bullet. Mm hmm. And then I fire again. And he is just like, just like sort of that dead, cold, expressionless face. Yeah. Just no glimmer of humanity at all as he fires at her. Yes. That's a 23. That's a hit. Five points of damage. Barely clinging to life at this point. She's been shot three times. I I know. Hit with a rock and hit with a fist. Broken nose, eyes gushing blood. Unbelievable. She's still just hanging on. She is the godfather. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is literally what it is. We're just like walking, bang. It's yeah. Just bang, yeah. bang. Grip, you're up. She's 10 feet away from you now and uh, visibly, visibly <laughs> swerving on her feet. Yeah, I'm going to fucking hit her again. I'm going to try. Cleared all the other dice out of my little tray, so nothing's going to interfere. So the other two have gone icy cold. Is uh, is Grip getting cold, or is he still staying hot? He's still pretty fucking hot. Great. All right, he's still raging. Um, okay. Wait, 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 wait. Not technically. No, technically. Ugh, not technically raging, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Don't add that bonus to your strength, and it's like, oh, but... Combat advice. There it there we is. Go. Okay. Oh, come on. God damn it. A four again. I mean, you're literally so enraged. Yeah. Like, this is... You're using the same dice? It doesn't matter. They're all rolling like shit so far. Oh, no. This is the most consistently good Try roll 20. Okay, there we go. That's an 18 on the die, plus nine yeah, for that's a, a 27. That is absolutely a hit. Uh, and that's... Come on. Eight points of damage. What do you do? I go back to the nose. You got to keep working the same spot and try to put my fist directly through her head. Yes. You shove her nose back into her head. Huge gout of blood. And she does indeed drop just... uh, She's unconscious now. Still technically alive. But she has dropped. Okay, how's that for timing? Because the last piece of this shit show crests the bridge. You see a figure crest the rise over the top of the small bridge connecting the mainland to this island where the eastern end of Market Street runs. What you see appears at first blush to be an elderly human woman dressed in mourning. All black. Lacy black gown, black cap, long black veil. Okay. Now add this in. Her dress looks like it hasn't been washed in decades. It's filthy and fraying. It's split at places, rotting away in other places. It's a grody mess. Now add this in. Her left eye is a goat's eye. Ever looked closely at a goat's eye? They're creepy as hell. 
orange with a thick horizontal line for a pupil. Katie knows all about goat size. <laughs> we'll keep going here. <laughs> you got me on that oh, one. Boy. It's a joke from an entirely different campaign. The oh. flesh of the entire left side of her face is thick, wet, mottled, throbbing, and pulsing. It looks like cephalopod flesh. It's disgusting. Add in bulging protrusions of cephalopod flesh all over her, bursting through her dress. Oh, and how about this? Her left pinky is six inches long, just that one finger. Oh, and it's not entirely clear whether she has legs or tentacles underneath her skirts, Mm. but it is clear that she has two throbbing, suckered octopus tentacles bursting out the front of her dress right at her waist. They look very stretchy. Got all that? All right, so now add on top of this that she's glowing and blue and transparent. And in addition to being incorporeal, she's also sporadically like flickering in and out of existence like a, like, a, like a hologram communicator in a Star Wars movie or something. And we'll finish off with the absolutely instantaneous clarity you have that this woman is beyond insane. Her eyes and her face are darting around like all independently from each other, taking in all sorts of stimuli that doesn't seem to exist. And she's both laughing hysterically and weeping in terror somehow simultaneously. This woman... Whatever she is, she is gone. She is completely gone. She hits the top of the bridge, scans you all, but when she sees Dora, her focus narrows in on you, Dora, with what what transforms into an expression of like complete and utter rage. You, I know you. You filth, you wretched filth, barbarian scum, dirty, dirty girl, dirty girl. You think you can soil my house? Read all of my books? I killed for those books. He died for those books. And she screams and all of her cephalopod flesh bulges. The tentacles lash up in the air 15 feet in front of her. I need will saves. We got to check some sanity here. Would this be uh, an aberration by any chance? Johnny, this would be an aberration <gasps> for the first time, I think, right? Oh no, we had nice. a mother. I'll take it. I don't wanna I don't wanna I don't wanna roll this. Let's start with uh, with Dora. What'd you get, Dora? Twenty-three. Oh shit. This one's gonna be rough, you guys. This is gonna be rough. Oh, we're uh, running away. You 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 take three points of sanity damage. <sighs> Bringing you to seven. Uh, that's still under your threshold. Hmm. Okay, uh, Roni. 25, with the plus one. As a foe of the strange. You succeed at the save and only take three points of sanity damage, but that is your threshold. Uh, so Roni's getting to madness. We'll figure that out in a second here. Excellent. Here we go. Uh, Come on in. The water's fine. And grip. I got a six. Yeah. Seven points of sanity damage. Oh. Oh. That's a rough one. But that puts me to 12? 11? 12. Puts you to 12. Wow. All right. Let me see if I can quickly figure out what happens with Roni. If I can't, we'll pick it up after this fight. If there, if there are choices to be made, I, I have an idea. Of Talk to me. I think that he's, I think that paranoia about Vaticus being about everything seems like a very clear thing that yeah. I have been leaning towards anyways. If there is something like that. Yeah, there is. There's something for everything. I was wondering when the tentacles were going to show up. Yeah, here they came. All right, Johnny, let's do it. Paranoia. Here's the active effect. The afflicted character gains a plus two bonus on saving throws against charm effects. That's good. Hey. But a minus two penalty on bluff, diplomacy, and sense motive checks. Whenever Roni attempts a sense motive check, I roll in secret. Failure gives the afflicted character the impression that those whose motives he's trying to sense are bluffing against in some way. I don't think I need to roll in secret for that. So it'll be uh, uh, anytime you fail a sense motive check, Basically, you—they're in cahoots. Exactly, there Got you go. It. Perfect. 
that's more fun than me doing something in secret. Great. Uh, lastly, anytime you attempt to use or gain a benefit from the aid another action or is the target of a beneficial spell or effect from an ally, <laughs> you have to succeed at a will saving throw in order to take the action or gain the benefit from the spell or effect. So we're back to don't touch me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we are. Oh my God. What, what is the saving throw? So I think if it is a spell, you'll make a saving throw at the DC of the spell level, whatever that is. If it is from another action that does not have a DC associated with it, I'll use the the baseline DC for the paranoia thing. Okay. Which you will have to learn over time. Great. All right. Okay. All right. Obviously, Grip, you're deep, deep now into terror of slashy things. Is there anything mechanically different at this no, point? No, because you, you were already undormant uh, already. Yeah, it's a good thing we decided not to do the piling on multiple menaces. It would just be silly. It would be very, very silly. It's all going to be clear soon enough. So it took her a move action to get to where she monologued, and she continues her move, uh, ending up in the middle of the path, like right over Ray's, right next to Ray's body, 10 feet from Roni, 10 feet from Grip, uh, and Dora is right behind Grip. Whew. Top around seven. Reese bleeds out. Dora, you are up. You are... Oh, boy. Yes. So she is incorporeal. Yeah. This is a dungeoneering check, right? This is a dungeoneering check, but give me a knowledge arcana check first. 32. Jeez. Everything is so clear right now. Yeah. (laughs) So Dora has the certainty... And I think this is tied to the way she's flickering in and out of existence, this projection, which may have at first blush seemed like maybe like a blink effect or something like that. Mm-hmm. So with this 32, Dora's mind keenly focuses in and realizes this is not a dead person. This is a living person somehow projecting themselves out into the world. So can it hurt us? You would assume so, yes. But it can't touch you. I mean, it can't physically move you. But there are, you know, Dora would know, there are plenty of things incorporeal things can do to affect things on the material plane. And it might have a range. It might indeed have a range. So that is something that you do indeed know. If you want to make a knowledge check specifically on what the fuck's going on with there, that would be a dungeoneering check for aberration. But you yeah, do know I, you're not, you're not dealing that, with an undead so, creature. Yeah. Which is good because I'm not sure we have any knowledge religion left. You might not, indeed. Uh, okay. Can you make dungeoneering? No, I cannot. Okay, that's probably not. I right. cannot history and plants. Um, <laughs> I'm 20 feet from her. Yeah, yes, you are. So this is the hard part. I don't want to leave Ray's body. Right, which is at her feet. But I want to run away. Unless I don't want anyone else to die. Um, and I don't think we can hit her. You do know Grip can. I can oh, grab it. I do know that? Yes. Then I, oh, because I have magical fists. Yeah, Grip's fist strike is magic weapons, and he's got... Um, oh, yeah. And, and I he's have got Red Destiny. Red Destiny as but well. it's half damage, right? Half damage from both, but uh, you do know that he can he can make contact with an incorporeal creature. I could also fairly easily pick Ray up, I think, if we wanted to keep moving. She's and just see- got huge reach, and um, she's right. Is a telekinetic projectile magical? It's a spell. Is that the kind of thing that could affect her? It does just bludgeoning damage. Like the rock that I pick up is not magical, but the no, the force that's throwing the yeah. rock is okay. magical, but not right. the rock itself isn't. Then uh, everybody gets combat advice. Literally everybody. There's only three people, three other people in the party. Um, five foot step back. She's human. This is just a projection because she's a coward. <laughs> So, Roni, Grip, you should be able to kill her. This is my version of combat advice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's kind of Coach Taylor. Clear <laughs> eyes, full hearts. We can't lose. Fucking kill her. Roni, you're up. You're 10 feet away from her, and you, uh, you can tell from the way she is now lashing her tentacles through the air, you are easily within the reach of her tentacles. <laughs> Octopus sucker arms lashing through the air. <laughs> 
And I've got no ranks in acrobatics, so I am going to just have to chance it. Wait, do you have that dungeoneering, Johnny? I do. I am going to make, make that I do want to make it. Let's start with that. Yeah, an, an see what Ronnie does. 14. Because I can't add any inspiration right now because it's all gone. I'll say this. You know she's somehow an eldritch creature. She has transformed through contact with abominable magics. I don't think you know much beyond that, except you would probably confirm, based on what you're seeing, that this is somehow a projection rather than an actual ghost who is here. That there's a, there's a body. There's a body somewhere else. She's somewhere else. Um, and I think you would be able to determine that her the 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 reach she has with her tentacles, like combat-wise, as she's lashing them about, seems to be about ten feet. So you are at the limit of her reach. If you could take a five-foot step to get out of them, is what you would determine. Yeah, but then I'd be I'd have the exact same problem next round. True. We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta get out of here. We gotta go. We gotta go. It's Vaticus. We gotta get out of here. And he uh, literally bolts towards Dora, provoking an attack of opportunity. And he puts his hands on the wand that you're holding, Dora, and casts invisibility on you. Nice. Nice. All right. A tentacle attempts to uh, touch you as you leave. Uh, I'm assuming a 17 hits your touch armor class. Uh, yes. What happens to me? The incorporeal tentacle goes through your armor and into your body and the two of you see just something drop out of his presence like something is leached out of him as he takes two points of charisma damage she cackles with glee grip you are up she's ten feet away from you standing uh, uh, right over Ray who's right at your feet as well you just saw the 10-foot reach on her tentacle there. Are we running? Yeah. Should I try to grab Ray? If you can. What, mechanically, what does that mean? If I... if I, the act, It would be one action to pick him up, which would absolutely provoke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's nothing else you can do that won't provoke. No, everything's going to provoke. <laughs> and maybe, I don't know if, she, if she's got combat reflexes, because maybe she's already taken her attack of opportunity, although there are a lot of tentacles, so uh, <laughs> it stands to reason that maybe she could do more than one, but... Um, now is the time if you're going to pick up Ray and run. Honestly, and if it's... If, if what I'm looking at is charisma damage, I mean, that's not going to affect my day-to-day. Maybe that tentacle does charisma damage. Right, I mean, yeah, okay, great. Maybe it, it's, it will just add on to the likelihood that your madness will blossom like a lovely, beautiful flower. Like an like a insane tulip. Uh, yeah, I, I will pick pick up Ray's body. She has combat reflexes. God, God damn it. Another tentacle comes out. Yeah, 22 touch. Ugh, yeah. And uh, one point of charisma damage. So you've picked up Ray. She has lanced an incorporeal tentacle through your chest, draining away some of your selfhood, but you've got Ray in hand now, in arms. And now can I move? You can move. Which I'm guessing will provoke again, but... Um, so I can do a regular move now? You can. I'll come down to here. It's so moving down past... Uh, next to, down here next to Dora. The invisible Dora. Mm-hmm. One last tentacle attack. Ah, natural one. Okay. Yay! Look at that. She is up. Who can she see? She can see Roni and Grip. Where's the dirty one? Where's the dirty one? She's in the house. She's in the house. <laughs> huh. I'm, I'm <laughs> frantically gesturing to the house that she just came out of. Give me a bluff check. Sure, why not? I've got a minus to my thing, and I also get a minus two to my <laughs> bluff, so why not? Why not? Totally. <sighs> why not? Hey, that, not bad. 17. That's fun and clever. And her sense motive is garbage, and she's insane. <laughs> I think, though, um, isn't the guy in there? Lelwyn's in the house. So she floats over. Well, she doesn't float. She moves across the ground as she though... She Ursula's. Yes, she Ursula's on her <laughs> tentacles underneath her uh, morning dress, all the way over to the front door of the house, and she's calling up, Come on out! 
Those were mine! Those were mine! <gasps> Round eight. Reese dies. If, if Roni actually is able to see that, he spits at the ground when she does. Yes, you can definitely see it. She's only 15 feet away from you, and you see like that last bit of life just drain out of her. Dora, you're up. You're invisible. You've got Grip and Roni on either side of you. Grip's holding Ray's body. About so Ray's uh, Ray's Morning Star would probably be in the dirt, and the dagger would probably be in the dirt. But otherwise, like everything you all have is 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 on you right now. I, I so want to go loot Reese's body, but um. <laughs> She's got some swag. I don't know where this... I don't know which direction to run to to head back toward the cell in Starling. The, the bridge where the ghostly figure came from. Then um, she'll send a message to... She will uh, hand the... I took it. You took it. <laughs> Great. Okay. I probably will send a message mm-hmm. to Grip and Roni just to make it really hard for her to hear it rather than just say it and say, Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going back over the bridge. And then I'm going to move. Roni, you're up. The grand conspiracy is all around you. But your very clever, clever lie uh, did convince this figure clearly in cahoots with Vaticus that the true danger lies inside the house. I am going to take a five-foot step to grip. Yeah. And I touch him with the wand and cast invisibility on him. Zoom. Grip is invisible. As a move action, I reach into the handy haversack and I pull out an old fungus-covered wizard tome. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And that's my move. Grip, you're up. You're invisible right next to Roni. You can't see Dora, but you know she sends you the message that she's heading back. Right. Wait. No, I can't. I can't have done that. I have to. I have to holster my gun first. I've got too many things in too many hands. Got it. So I don't do that yet. Gun is holstered. Then yes, I guess I will follow Dora. So I'll. I'll just go. I'll do a double move. I'll go to the start of the bridge. There. Got it. Got it. The Eldritch projection bellows and screams at the house, waving tentacles in the air madly. Come out! Dirty girl, come out! Dora, you're up. I will run off the map. Done and done. Roni. Do, do we know what her name is? I don't think you've ever got her name yet. But her name would be, she would be a Lowell's, right? Yeah, and actually you could make a knowledge local check. Oh, all right. Yeah, for I'm sure. Gonna make a, I'm going to make a knowledge local check, then we'll see if I can get anything on that. Because her name would be common knowledge. Oh, 26. St. Allison. Countess Namira Lowell's wife to Count Hazerton Pragmas Lowell's III. Mother to Count Hazerton Pragmas Lowell's IV. Countess Lowell's. Namira. You want to hurt Tima? You want to make her pay? She swings around and stares at you with her crazy goat eye and her even crazier human eye. I got a, I got a spell book right here, and I pick it up, uh-huh. and I fucking throw it as far away from me as <laughs> as I could possibly get, not towards the not towards the uh, bridge in the other but direction, far, far away. That's a spell book. Take it, destroy it. She'll fucking hate you. And you see this projection. Ursula along the ground (laughs) after the book and there's a moment where she finally reaches it and she's lashing at it with her tentacles which can't touch it. She screams and howls bloody murder and then (laughs) vanishes. Loot Reese and follow us. (laughs) (laughs) Also get one of those vials from these so is is Roni is Roni being uh, having madness like when someone has moved out of Texas and they get a little drunk and their southern <laughs> accent starts creeping back in again? 
just just later, just later. seeing what happens. I love it. I love it. I love um, it. So at the moment, you are on the on the street. They they don't know. They all they're all running yeah, we, right. We, they're booking we, we away. Ran. Well, Grip can absolutely see this. Door okay. is over the bridge. Grip can see that the uh, that the figure has uh, disappeared. has has disappeared. So, generally speaking, what is the plan? Uh, Book it. Stop uh, and try to grab stuff. What do we think? Uh, Roni is going to uh, run to the house, um, kind of shake himself, and yell up to uh, our friend the painter. Yes. You know, lock your doors, stay inside, and hide. As if I would do anything. Shut else. up and hide. <laughs> so you, can, you can hear. You can hear the, the door. locks. Yes. <laughs> and then, and then, literally as quickly as I possibly can, I I loot every single body, and then get out of there. Grab all the stuff that you can manage. Oh, you've got the handy haversack. Yep. Okay. So these cultists have a have a bunch of stuff on them. Bunch of potions, including in addition to the ones that they were holding, they have they have their holy symbols of Haster. Uh, they have clearly non-magical armor and weapons because they're not masterwork. I mean, anything like potions, coin, valuables, something that's masterwork, but like regular weapons, shit like that, I don't care about. Great. Do we leave? the other bodies out there for now? Absolutely. And Dora is continuing, is that right? Well, I, I don't know where anyone is, but I haven't seen Roni, but I think she would assume that he turned himself invisible and <laughs> that they're all following him. So uh, she has a hundred foot range on the spell. So uh, before she got more than a hundred feet away from the area, she'd probably reach out to them again and say, are you following? Get back to the boat. I'm looting the bodies. Then I'd get back to the boat. Interesting. Doris, oh, wow. Doris heading back to the boat. Her visibility is going to run out about halfway back. Hey, Paul, let's jump in here. Okay. Um, Paul, we're so glad that you're here. Yes, <laughs> everyone. Thanks for. <laughs> we love you. Thanks for waiting. Okay. Yeah. So we can now bring these various timelines that we've been working with into sync here because it's going to take several minutes for you to get back to the ship by which time the prep period for the scum fight and the actual scum fight itself would be resolved Mm -hmm. so i began the second part by checking in with you paul and uh i want to as we merge things here i want to check back in with you again you know knowing Knowing what I knew about Bates's character class and, and bouncing off the remarks you made last time, the uh, those heartfelt words you put forward as Ray's thoughts in the moment that that blade sank into his side, took a little GM license. <laughs> I made a choice on the deceased Ray's behalf, but of course, the the ultimate decision about what happens with Ray's soul is is yours, and it's not mine to make. And you and I had a little chance to to chat between these parts here and discuss some options. And there are a bunch of them, but without dealing with any crunchy stuff, uh, we, let's focus on the, the story here. I want to talk through Ray's experience, what what has happened, what he felt, and you can talk us all through what he's feeling now. So Ray's desire, his, his aching need and desire to help was the overpowering emotion you, you articulated for his final moment. And I knew that Bates was hypersensitive to the overpowering emotions of dead and dying people, and this spark of magic happened, right? Like, Ray wanted so desperately to help. His soul found a door. Bates's love and connection to Ray held that door open. And even though I don't think uh, either of them fully understood at that moment what they were doing, they didn't, they didn't, need, they didn't need to understand. They just needed to feel. That's what Johnny was leaning into last time with Bates, that this whole thing was about emotional connection, Mm -hmm. nothing to do with logic, nothing to do with thought or planning or whatever. Uh, You both needed to feel, and you did. And then this little piece of Ray's soul that wanted so desperately to help, that's the the piece of his soul that was front and center, that was here in the fight that we just witnessed. That that was the piece that, uh, against all odds, heard the call to survive this Mm. and it did so the first words we ever heard Ray say in this campaign survive this we don't know when or why he said those words but he did say them 
And he did indeed help everyone on the Selen Starling survive this assault. But, but now, this is kind of where you and I were talking in between things here, the heat of battle is cooling off now as we pick up sort of the end of that fight. And Brayden is, well, he's not alive in a traditional sense, but he's not fully dead. He's kind of stuck in this halfway place between two states of existence. So what what, what do you think he's, he's thinking and feeling now that you've had a, a hot second to adjust to everything that I uh, threw at you in that last little part there? Um, well, okay, so the um, way that I understand the Phantom is that a soul, immediately on death, a soul leaves the body and travels along the river of the river of souls, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Towards the ethereal plane. And sometimes an emotional connection back to the material plane can drive that soul back. That soul wants to wants to reconnect. So Ray in this moment of leaving and wishing noting it's too late. Um wanting to help that desire pulls him pulls his soul out of the current leading to the ethereal plane and I I feel like there could have been a a moment where he would have been pulled towards the negative energy plane where emotion can turn dead into unlife Um, but instead he found he found a window yeah through Bates and I I imagine it like kind of I like the metaphor of the river because I imagine this kind of murky journey of of finding of finding some light and heading towards it with the pure desire to just be back to help his friends yeah how long does this persist the phantom is there is it like a rounds per day is Ray on the ship when Dora comes back by herself well so here's one thing that Paul and I talked about that as the Braden phantom starts to lose that piece of single overpowering emotion to do one thing and this soul trapped in ectoplasm comes back to its senses that it might be drawn to seek out its own body is something Paul mentioned to me and now I'm picturing so Dora's way ahead of everybody else and her invisibility runs out and if you think that that's true Paul if you think that Brayden might be drawn to his body Mm. I can see the two of them meeting like right in front of the, probably right in front of the book layers. Well, <clears throat> here's here's the thing. Here's like a, like a non-story thing. Yeah. If we want to be jerks about it, but he can only go so far away from Bates. Bates is his connection to this place. So, if he wants to go someplace, he's got to get Bates to go to. Or mm-hmm. he reaches a boundary that he can't cross. Oh, right. But Dora would reach that boundary eventually. She would. Because I don't, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think the folks on the ship would let Bates run off into the night following the Phantom, right? Oh, Oh, wait, hang on, Paul. Yeah, yeah, if I may. So the uh, definitely drawn to wanting the, the connection back to his body but not a, a conscious understanding of how to fulfill that desire. Mm-hmm. I think Braden is in his ectoplasmic form staring off into the distance towards where he died, <laughs> fixed, tethered really to this child. Yeah. And not, I mean, he has. He has feelings and desires, but he doesn't really have a, a will of his own, hmm. right? There is, um, he's not free. 
And I, I, I don't know that he has an opinion about that yet. <laughs> but in the moment of the after fight and what's whatever's transpiring in this moment, I think he might he might not be moving away from Bates. So he's staring in that direction, yeah. waiting. So Roni and Grip are gathering up the rest of the stuff left out on the street as the the lightning continues to lance overhead. So the deck of the ship is covered in scum corpses. I think the immediate aftermath would involve tossing those overboard, beginning the process of cleaning up, probably telling everybody to stay down. You don't know, you know, you know, because I'm not sitting here with a whole bunch of sheets ready to start another combat here. You as players know that there aren't more scumming, scum, scum coming at this moment, but these, these people don't. So probably staying on guard, staying watchful, uh, getting the space ready for whatever might come next. Then Dora would reach, Dora to reach the ship and find, what, find the ectoplasmic Bradens like standing at the top of the gangplank? Staring out into the distance, saying, help. That's the state you find him in, Dora. Dora thinks she's lost her mind. Mm. And but she is a curious being, and so she approaches oh. the projection, looking around at anyone else to see if they see this too, or if this is just a manifestation of her grief. I mean, Bates is going to be right pretty there. close by, yeah. and he's probably going, I- I- it's okay, Mr. Ray. It's okay. Hey, hey, Miss Dora. Uh, what is this? Mr. Ray, he wanted to help. Help. How? How, how is this Are you okay? Ray. Ray looks. Not hadn't really looked at Dora, and he looks over at Dora, and there's a recognition in his face, and he has been saying help, and when he sees her, he says. Help me. Help me. Me. How? 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 How can I help you? And he looks over at Bates, and he says, "Me. Me." And and as he looks at Bates his flesh uh, ecto flesh that looked like it was had the blush of youth on it it was <laughs> strangely um, unmarred and he, he starts to wither within uh, his ectoplasmic form make it stop me make it stop uh, Stop this. How, how, how can we how can we help you? What, what, what do you what do you want? And Bates is probably going up and trying to like hug him. Dora, you see that Bates is making physical contact. I think a thing you probably probably perceive as projection, like you said. Yeah. Uh it's it's Ray is solid. Ray can be touched. I don't know if that's Comforting or disturbing, but that's what you're observing as Bates is holding his hand, right? Like he, I think he's literally hugging him, hugging him, embracing he's him. He's like hug, you know, like he's not anywhere near as tall, so like yeah. his little kid head like comes up to like mid chest, yeah, something just like that, wrapped around. Yeah, yeah. And um, while you're <laughs> doing that, and he's recognizing what he 
has become <laughs> his ectoplasmic flesh continues to twist like like a time-lapse version of a animal decaying in the woods <sighs> crumpling in on itself the the armor and weaponry dulling in his even his ecto hair falling back in front of his face. He doesn't want this. He doesn't want this. Release him. Release him. We we did like a ceremony. I, I, I don't I don't I don't know how to I don't know how to make him go. You you wanna you wanna go, Mr. Ray? Ray and there is like this conduit between them. So if there's something that he's only you're, feeling that you're feeling that you want him to hmm. feel too. Ray's um, twist twists his gaze out towards where Dora came from, and continues to say, "Help me." Do Do we need to go somewhere, Mister Ray? Do we Do we need to go somewhere, Miss Dora? Grip is bringing your body here. Does he understand that? Not quite. Not. It's not making sense to him. What do you mean, his body? He's right here. Dora sends a message to Grip. Hurry. Okay. They're coming up on this. So you reach the end of the road, and you see at the gangplank on the ship. Dora standing in front of this silvery, glowing ray, like now writhing. Writhing and shivering. Bates uh, is clinging to him. Oh, they're both visible now. Okay. Uh, so Paul, uh, Ray can see his body. Ray sees his body and... Uh, writhes in some <laughs> he, his, his ectoplasmic form takes shape that's almost inhuman like he stretches in uh, uh, abstract form <laughs> of grief and moans Runs to Braden and embraces him. Oh, no. I will kill who did this to you. No. I will tear her out of me and I will kill her myself. We must know why. Bates no longer feels Ray's emotions. As in your arms, Dora, Ray evaporates. The ectoplasm just splashes to the ground, and this wailing figure that loosely resembles Ray floats into the air as a as a glowing radiant spirit he's probably undead now he turns his head looks past Crocus Hill to the end of Market Street. And this ghost soars off into the night.
downstairs below the hatch. The folks gathered below that are watching through the cross-hatched panels. Maeve is being held by Nasa. And Maeve whispers, See, I told you. He's an angel. And at long last, that's the end of chapter 50. Thanks for sharing Ray with us, Paul. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you, Kate. Thank you, Rob. Dark Nexus is a creation of Plug and Hum Productions. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated, which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Inc. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com slash community use. And for more information about Paizo and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. That's P-A-I-Z-O dot com. Dark Nexus uses music and soundscapes by Sirenscape. Check them out at sirenscape.com. That's S-Y-R-I-N-S-C-A-P-E dot com. Opening and closing themes along with additional music composed by Rob Kozlarik. Artwork for Dark Nexus is by Matt Walquist. Special thanks to Toy, without whose generosity this project would not have been possible. And thanks to DMCP, Richard and Ari, Paul and Shannon, Chris, Scotty, Jason, Jess, Joe, Chelsea, Matt, Dave, Darren, and everyone we've gamed with over the years for all the memories and inspiration. 